You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. Things are good here. We've had a good week at Massive Late Fee. Lots of cool stuff are going on in the world of entertainment and in the world of, of, of our living rooms. <laughs> um, but anyway, so news, I guess the big news or some of the big news is there's some news that you won't care about, Mike, and then there's some news that you might care about. Uh, but Star Wars released what they're calling their final trailer. I don't know. The movie doesn't come out till December. I, well, I mean, I guess it's, it's possible because it is already almost November, but they say this is their, the final trailer. I'm going to guess you haven't seen it, Mike. Uh, no. Yeah. It's, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of new footage, but mostly it just is like, looks like I'm Ray and I'm fighting with Kylo and the Emperor's back, because why not? Now, Mike, yeah, they, already have a, they probably already have a mold for those toys, so you know it's just a simple matter of adding the character, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I know you haven't seen the new movies. I'm going to guess you're not going to see this. Uh, no. Yeah. So, uh, that's, you know, it's funny, too, because they did a, Adam Driver did, he, he plays uh, Kylo Ren, who is the the bad guy, Darth Vader too. And he said that Kylo Ren is the son of religious zealots, which I think is a little weird because he's talking, he's talking about Han Solo and Leia. And I guess, I mean, maybe I could see it with Leia sort of, although I don't really get that vibe from her either, but Han Solo, like not at all in the original movies was like, eh, this is all hooey and stuff so i don't i don't i don't see that at all now maybe yeah, i don't know how i'm gonna sleep tonight yeah exactly like maybe maybe luke i guess could be considered and like the, the jedis i could see them as religious zealots but not 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 as parents i, I don't think he understands st- he doesn't know star wars are uh are jedi is allowed to have sex I they, I don't think they were in the prequels, but then, I don't know. I get. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 all up in the air. Yeah, I guess when your uh, your audience is uh, eight years old, you really don't address that sort of situation, huh? Yeah. Well, not unless you're George Lucas in the prequels. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I did. They, I guess I don't think was the. I I did see the prequels, which were very bad. Like they got worse each one. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something because the first one was not, I, I didn't think that I, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I wasn't like as bothered by the first one as most people. I mean, I thought the Jar Jar Binks character was stupid, but there were some pretty cool like fights and stuff. I thought, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, I mean, how is she like, you're saying she's like his daughter or something. No, Kylo Ren is the son of. Oh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was Luke Skywalker's uh, like daughter. That's a that's a a guy is what you're saying, Kylo Ren. Yeah, it's a dude. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense, or it doesn't make sense. Huh? <laughs> but the the story that you might be interested in is that now I have you seen many of the Fast and Furious movies? Uh, no, I saw the first one, and it was a really bad ripoff of uh, Point Break, so I uh, didn't see any other ones. Yeah, the first one was the only one I saw, but apparently they they got bad and then they got good again. I I, I guess it's how the, how are they good in the first place? I don't know, but it's it's all subjective, I suppose. But I guess by like the fifth one, they got so insane that they got better than they originally were. I don't know. Don't uh, don't people say that happened with the uh, Mission Impossible movies? Like uh, they got like a lot better. Like because I I gave up on like the second or third one because it was just not very good. But I heard they got like really good. I don't know if that's true. I haven't bothered to watch them. Have you? 
No, I, I saw the most recent one, which was fine. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought it was okay. Uh, but I didn't see... I saw, I've seen the first one and the most recent one. Those are the only two I've seen. But I did. I heard the same thing. J.J. Abrams came in and directed one of them. And then I think Christopher McQuarrie directed a couple of them. Didn't and, like Sam Mendes direct one of them? Maybe, or is that or is that uh, or is that James Bond? I think I think maybe James Bond. I'm thinking of. That could be. I'm not sure. But anyway, so the Fast and the Furious movies. One of the writers has met with Keanu Reeves about a possible role in the in another in a Fast and Furious movie. Uh, no, thank you. I mean, as much as I love Keanu Reeves. I don't want him to turn into uh, Robert De Niro, where he's like suddenly I'm like, oh, okay, he's like not in all. He's, I mean, obviously he was never really always in serious movies, but it's like, mm. okay, this isn't like a strict action movie, you know. It's and then he like kind of parlays until he's like, uh, you know, Ben Stiller's uh, brother-in-law and like Meet the Fockers, like Part Six or whatever. Right. Ugh. I'm really looking forward to The Irishman with uh, Robert De Niro because it's nice to see him in a, a good role. I mean, I assume yeah. it's good. Martin Scorsese, you know, is involved. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't understand it. That's so, I hate when an actor that I like just does garbage, you know, like, and then, I mean, it's clearly just for a paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I, I can't believe that I neglected to mention last week, but Martin Scorsese was in the news for basically saying that, uh, Marvel movies and, and things like that. They're, they're what he calls, uh, theme park movies. They're like rides and, they're not the you know the cinema of human beings and, and emotion and stuff like that. Basically saying that, that they're not cinema, which got a lot of people pissed off. But I've got to imagine that you probably agree with that sentiment. Yeah, you might have gotten a lot of people upset, but uh, all those people were morons, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I tend to... See, here's the thing. I tend to agree with him. Now, I don't think that... I think it, every once in a while it's fine for a movie to be you know, a, a theme park ride or whatever. It's fine to enjoy some of those movies. There, there are movies that I like that aren't, that aren't comic book movies or anything like that, that I wouldn't consider grand cinema or, or, or high art or anything like that, but it's still fun to, to enjoy them sometimes. But I did think it was funny how much hate, I mean, I, I, I guess I get the, the hate because a lot of people like those Marvel movies, but I, I don't know. I, how can you not understand what he's saying and, and, and that he's right. <laughs> Well, clearly, uh, you know, people who watch those movies are uh, not great at uh, understanding things. Apparently. Uh, let's see. I think, I think that's all I've got as far as news goes. Um, I, like each, I, I like how each time we bring up the Marvel movies, I just become more and more aggressive in my position. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Eventually, I'm just going to be like, kill them. Kill them in the streets. <laughs> I can't wait until we get uh, some... I, once we get enough hate mail from Marvel fans, I'm going to I'm going to read them out on the air. All the all the hate mail we get. Just uh, just block at AOL.com and uh, you won't have anything to worry about. <laughs> oh man, the official mail address of anyone that lives in their parents' basement. Oh, all right, so. Now, we will move on to educate, or keeping current with Mike. I almost did it again. You really want that segment back, I can tell. No, I really don't. But (laughs) we'll move on to keeping current with Mike. This is where we we plumb the depths of celebrity gossip and, and everything and try to figure out what's going on with Kim Kardashian and all the NBA players that are dating Kardashians. Blake Griffin, yes. uh, Detroit's own Blake Griffin, was he's, he used to be dating one of them. I don't remember which one. You know what I like about Blake Griffin? Uh, I like the fact that he uh, clearly doesn't want to be here on this team. You know, he wasn't really traded like, you know, I mean, I guess he waived his no-trade clause, but mm. he's not a dick about it. You know, he, he at least pretends he wants to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't think there's any doubt that he does not want to be here, but, I mean, he's just, you know, he, that's all he has to do, just be polite about it. Yep. I still like him. Yeah. Um, this week, in keeping current with Mike, we go to... Yep. Uh, you know, hold on. I don't know if I brought up that website yet. It's uh, hotly anticipated. 
No, I, I actually did. It's uh, bossup.com. It's been a while. Yay, we're back to Bossup. That's the studio audience. That's what I thought. They've been really quiet for most of most of the episodes, but... Yeah, they're like getting sandwiches and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Bossup. What, what's going on with, with Bossup? Congrats. Nicki Minaj weds Kenneth... Oh, no, hold on, that's cut. Okay. Kenneth, Kenneth Petty in Super Secret Ceremony. So, now this is... Now, this was the one that had, like, abuse allegations against him or something, right? Oh, I have no idea about that. I, I, I know who Nicki Minaj is. She's, like, a, a singer or a rapper or something like that. And yeah. she was on SNL before. That's true. But we... I think we did a story about him before, and he was like supposedly forcing her to retire from the game or, or whatever you call it when people rap. But I, I, I want to say that there was some. Bad I don't know why. I mean, she's clearly the source of uh, there's, she's clearly the source of income in this relationship. Oh, absolutely. Considering the fact that I've never heard of Ken, Kenneth Petty, unless Kenneth Petty. Has has inherited the fortune left by Tom Petty, then yeah, she's definitely the source of income. Or Richard Petty. That's true. Um, I don't think it's uh, I don't think that's the case though. But yeah, so uh, I guess they got married and it was a surprise. I don't know. I thought they were married. I don't, I'm not really sure who he is. I maybe we did do a story on this. It sounds kind of familiar. There's something going on with like her marriage. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he's. He got a, accused of something. He worked in the rap industry. I remember there was like, you know, things about him, like meet him or something like that. Oh, when I look him up on Google, so the first thing, one of the first things that comes up is a Newsweek. <laughs> Newsweek is, is doing stories about this now for some reason. Uh, five fast facts about Nicki Minaj's new husband, Kenneth Petty. Uh, he's a child molester. No, I'm just joking. Uh, that's a, that's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, let's see. According to TMZ, the couple date back to Minaj's high school days. So he met her when she was 16. Now she's 36 and he's 41. So he's five years Ooh. older. So he was. 20. So we got a, we got an R. Kelly type situation going on here. Yeah. Uh, they have great chemistry. Apparently. Well, that's good. Well, that's one of the facts about him. He is a yeah, registered thanks, thanks sex the, offender. Thanks for the facts, Newsweek. Great chemistry. Right. He, so he is a registered sex offender. That's one of their facts. Petty is a level two registered sex offender. Damn. <laughs> he's, 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 le- he's level up? <laughs> yeah. It sucks. He was so good at being a, uh, a molester, he, uh, he went to the next level of molestation. <laughs> it sounds like he's bragging. Yeah. In 1995, he was found guilty of attempted rape, subsequently serving almost four years in prison, according to Us Weekly. Newsweek is getting their sources from Us Weekly. Wow. Uh, it's, incident... like a big, uh, it's a big dumpster fire so- circle jerk going on over there. Right. The incident took place in September of the previous year, involving a 16-year-old girl. Was it Nicki Minaj? No, it was 95. He was also 16 at the time. So he attempted to rape a 16-year-old girl when he was 16, and that's why he's a sex offender. Hmm. Level two? Yeah, that's true. Did you say he went to jail? Yeah, four years. That's crazy. I wonder if he finished high school. I don't know. More children may be in the couple's future. He's a father of five, according to Bossup. Newsweek is quoting Bossup. Oh, my God. I love it. Has reported has reported claims that Petty is the father of five children. Yeah, I wonder who owns Bossup. I bet it's like a like a big media conglomerate that's just like trying to you know like uh, look cool. Yeah. Like you know, like Gawker was like uh, this big like media empire, and they're all like, "Oh, we don't wear shirts to work anymore," or whatever they do over there. <laughs> In this picture that they have from Newsweek, uh, Petty is. It looks like, I don't know what gang sign that is. It looks like he's making an okay with his, 
with his thumb. He's and... a white. He's a white supremacist. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not that one. But it looks like he's making an okay with his thumb and forefinger, while his middle finger and his ring finger are crossed, and then his pinky finger is splayed out. So it almost looks like West Coast, but instead of instead of the the other part, you know, being up, the other finger being up, it's in an okay symbol. So I don't know if that's some sort of modified East Coast thing. I'm pretty sure Nicki Minaj is uh, from New York or, or somewhere in the East Coast. I hope you don't uh, start a, a feud with the uh, Bloods or Crips if you just describe the wrong gang sign. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think they have podcasts like the Bloods uh, podcast? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'd listen. Welcome to the Bloods podcast. And then they just fight over ratings instead, and uh, the world would be in peace. I'd love it. Whatever. I would be. I would. I'm. I, unfortunately, though, I would be. I would listen to the Crips podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to either of them. You and I would be mortal enemies. What do you mean would be? <laughs> All right, our next headline. Our, our next headline, and I'm pretty sure I kind of figured out the hashtag. It's hashtag LHHH. I think the first three are love and hip-hop. What do you think? Oh, probably. But then what's H? Houston? I can't think of any other like big cities that start with H. Hades, maybe? <laughs> Love and hip hop, Hades. It's it's Persephone <laughs> versus <laughs> Zeus. It's uh, no, it's it's love and hip hop. What? Why would Zeus be in hell? Oh, I see. <laughs> I Never mind. That's that wasn't that wasn't that was Demet. Oh, what was her name? I thought it was the Demeter or something like that. Was her mother? I don't know. Demeter remember. was Persephone's mother. Yeah. 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 Uh, love and hip hop Hollywood. Ah, Hollywood! I should have known. Well, anyways, on love and hip hop Hollywood, mm-hmm. Fizz and April, spelled A P R Y L, <laughs> kissed on camera for the first time, and the internet is disgusted. That's all in caps. Wow, Fizz. I don't know who Fizz is. Is he related to Little Bub? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, he's one of Little Bub's friends. No, it's like a it's like a guy. It's not a cat or anything. Lil Fizz is an American rapper. His... It doesn't say Lil Fizz though. Is this the same one? Yeah, his name is his real name is Big Fizz. Dreu Dreu D R E U X Dreu Drew Drew Okay, yeah, probably Drew. Yeah, Drew Pierre. Frederic. He's, it's French. Oh it's Lord. all French. Drew Pierre Frederic, uh, born November 26th, 1985, better known by his stage name, Lil Fizz. Is Where American, was he born? He's an American rapper. What? Singer, songwriter. I thought he was a Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, best known for being the youngest member and rapper of the R&B, cr- R&B group B2K. Formerly, he starred on the television show Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh, man, he was even better than uh, Marquez Houston, the uh, guy who played Roger on Sister's Sister, who was also in B2K. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever see that episode of uh, Sister's Sister when B2K was on the show? It was very odd. No, I, I didn't, but... Uh, I think I know our next dumpster diving, then. Yeah. Sister, sister. Um, No, that's funny, uh... B2K, that's what I called um, uh, Dennis Rader. The, uh, BTK. Yeah, I know, but I, but I, he chose his own nickname, which I always thought was the lamest thing in the world. So That's, a, that's the lamest thing about him that you can think of? <laughs> yeah. I mean, murdering people all over the Midwest, whatever, but choosing your own nickname, that's lame. That's, that's a sign of a real asshole. So I decided to call him the Burger King B2K killer. Uh, if you could pick your own nickname, what would it be? Uh, BTK. That's why I'm Damn. really, I'm really mad. That's, that's a real reason. <laughs> I'm angry that he took it. That's that's you. You discovered it. That's the real. <laughs> that's the real source of my anger. Now, uh, um, sarcasmo. Huh. I don't know. I can't think of a good one. 
I feel that if you uh, if you like uh, gave yourself a name BTK, there's like you're just putting too many expe- expectations on yourself. I mean, that's true. What if you leave and you realize you only bound them and like you killed them, you didn't torture them? It's like you can go back, right? Ah, oh, damn it! And you know me, I'm all forgetful sometimes. It'd be like a real pain in the ass. <laughs> I have to keep returning to the crime scene. Did I torture this guy? Oh, yeah, okay. I see. The electrical wires are frayed. <laughs> You'd have to keep leaving yourself notes, and then that's evidence. And then the good thing about the electrical wires is you can also bind them with them, so you really got, got two birds with one stone there. That's true. Electrical wires are the, the best friend of the, the BTK killer. Yeah, he was into that. He was like an alarm technician, I think. Was he? Yeah, at one point he he uh, he was also like a bookkeeper at a church. That's how they found him because he was a complete idiot. He asked the FBI. He goes, "You can't track me this way, can you?" And they go, "Nope." He goes, "All right." <laughs> he he just thought it was on the honor system. Yeah, well, he sent them a. Uh, it was it was a. A 3.5 inch like floppy disk, I believe. It might have been a CD, but whatever it was on the, uh, he saved it like on a Word document, and the document was registered to the church he worked at. So there was like metadata that said, you know, so and so church. This is property of and registered to. Wow. Yeah, which is like the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand why even choose that medium. It, it makes no sense. Tell you, what an idiot. Oh, Fizz. I don't know which part. I, I can't really get a good look at April, April. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why everyone's disgusted. It doesn't make sense to me. They look normal looking, you know, they're not like weird or something. Yeah, I don't know. She's uh, she shares two children with Magaya Amri. Was he also? In- no, I don't. I don't think so. Huh. I can't find much about April Jones. Her name's Fair April enough. Jones, like, uh... Yes. Like, like, like no, that's, from... that's April O'Neil. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's funny that you know me that that well, yeah. that you knew what I was going for. Although, if uh, she married Casey Jones, which was implied in the movie, not so much in the comics or cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, then if they named the girl after her, it would be April Jones. Yeah, that that's... I think that's what that's I was thinking. That's where you're going. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Casey Jones and April O'Neil. Well, anyways, people are disgusted by them for some reason. Our next uh, story, ripped from the headlines, Fighting Words, Gucci Mane reigniting his feud with the Breakfast Club has caused a petty internet meltdown. Gucci Mane. He's a rapper. He's feuding with the John Hughes coming-of-age film, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, he wanted the Anthony Michael Hall part, but it was too late, I guess. Yeah, well, that makes sense. But it's, that's like a radio show, probably in New York. I think it, I have heard of it before. It's like a like a hip hop kind of like a radio show. But so I I don't know why he's feuding with a radio show. I mean, who cares about the radio? It's fucking twenty nineteen. Agreed. Yeah, that's everyone cares about podcasts now. Right. He okay. So his real name is Radrick Delanick Delantic Delantic Davis. Oh, so you're saying it's not Gucci Mane? No. But he's known professionally as Gucci Mane, a rapper. He helped pioneer hip hop, the hip hop subgenre of trap music. You know, I might be, I might be, it might actually be Gucci Man. I can't remember. I don't think I ever heard someone say his name out loud. What is trap music? It's like a genre of uh, music uh, originating from like the southeast area, a lot, you know, like Atlanta and stuff. Like a trap house is like another word for like a drug house. So it's like music associated with like you know. Drugs and that kind of stuff. I'm always impressed by how much you know about this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, his labels, he's been on 1017 Atlantic, which is his current label, Tommy Boy Asylum, Warner Brothers, and Big Cat. One of his associated acts is 2 Chains. Yeah. Which I loved to say when I, when I, when I dealt craps at the casino, every time there uh, someone rolled snake eyes, we'd say two chains. <laughs> um, Chief Keef, Future, Rick Ross, yeah. Shouty Low, Soldier Boy, Yo Gotti, Yo Gotti. Now that's Gucci Mane should be hanging out with Yo Gotti. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that friendship. 
Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, he had to a fight. I don't know what it's about. Something dumb, I'm sure. Petty. I don't know. Well, he's got nice glasses, so I'm gonna side yeah, with him he, in this fight. Yeah, I don't think it's a signature. Uh, I side with him because uh, again, it's 2019, and this is a radio show. That's that he's true. Fighting with. Yeah, they're probably, also they fighting probably said out. something ridiculous to try to get ratings. Yeah, uh, ridiculous yet 100 percent censored. <laughs> right. Like, you don't hear it, he beep, beep, beep. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. All right, so that's all we have for keeping current slash educating Mike slash Mark this week. Yeah, it should that's be educating you. Mark, honestly. Maybe. I, I learned some, too. We all learn. It's a, it's a learning experience. That's right. That's what we're here for. So, now we will move on to the Parents Guide game. Now that I know the uh, true names of uh, two out of three members of uh, B2K, I can uh, start the ritual. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I will, uh, I'll begin. Uh, for those of you new to the show, where have you been? But welcome, also, at the same time. But if you are new, this is where Mike and I, we find some movies... Uh, on the parents guide on IMDb, and then we read the the selection. Or we read the whatever the the guide stuff. You know the stuff that that losers sit here and type into IMDb to warn parents. We read that to each other, and then we try to guess what the movie is. It's a pretty simple game. Uh, we never keep score, but we always keep score. Uh, I will go first. Under violence. A guy gets electrocuted. This is our new thinking music. Huh, electrocuted. Uh, shocker. No, that's a good guess, though, because people do get electrocuted in the movie Shocker. And it's close to Halloween. Oh, by the way, what the fuck? You know, I thought about doing this at the beginning of the show, and then I forgot. And then I thought, I thought about it during our uh, Keeping Current with Mike, and then I forgot about it again. But... I remember about a year ago today that I opened the show up by talking about famous celebrities that had birthdays today, including uh, Johnny Carson's the only one I remember. But it's Mike's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday yes. to Mike. Thank you. I want everyone to send to go to, to Twitter and, and say happy birthday to Mike after you listen to this. It'll be too late at that point, but... Do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, here's another one. Another a, uh, another clue. Uh, a character is burned to death on screen. And then it says, mildly graphic. Huh. Is this um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Good guess, though. Because that does happen in that movie. Uh, here's some profanity. Six, quote, S-words. Three, all all this, all, all the profanity is censored for some reason in here. Uh, but six S-words, three goddams, some A-words and B-words, seven F-words. Huh. Well, as we both know, this is the least useful uh, part of the uh, clues. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Green Mile. No. Oh, because the guy gets head caught on fire and obviously he was electrocuted. I thought that would be it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. All that stuff does happen. Um, Let's see. Here is, okay, I don't want to get, that one's a little, that one might be a little bit, that'll be down the line because that might be, that might give a little bit too much away. Uh, a choreographed dance scene takes place in which many female dancers wear tight outfits. That's sex and nudity. Um, I'm guessing this is one of the Austin Powers movies. Nope. Which one? Uh, oh, it's nine of them? Okay, yeah. I don't... Nope. Uh, let's see. A woman is falsely accused of having sexual relationships with multiple men. I don't know if that's at, at once or just over the course of her life. Huh. This music kind of sounds like a, like part of the Jaws theme. 
A little bit, yeah. Hmm. Natural born killers. No. Uh, let's see. Here's under violence and gore. Many people are shot, but it's rarely graphic. Split. No. Uh, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to read this one and see if you get it from this. Uh, the main hero smokes a cigar at the beginning. A man makes a snide remark to a large muscular man about being deaf from steroid use. The same muscular man jokes about oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the running man. steroids later in the film. That is correct. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see it, but it also that's a lot of a lot of movie. I actually thought of another movie that I think it would make sense because I think in uh, *Idiocracy* all that happened. Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, the cigar uh, definitely gave it away. Oh yeah. Sometimes a cigar is a clue. That's true. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Sometimes a cigar is a metaphor for Arnold Schwarzenegger's penis. It was, I was thinking the other day, because, like, uh, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, actually, this maybe should have been in the news. Uh, they had, like, a round, like, I think it was the Alamo Draft House, like, was going to put a, uh, Terminator 2. They're going to, you know, show it before Term- the new one came out. Okay. And then as a surprise, uh, they actually played the new Terminator movie for the people who showed up. Nice. Yeah, and there's, like, a special introduction by, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton and James Cameron, and I think they even showed up at a couple of the showings. Oh, that's cool. But it reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> Do you remember the part in, um, <laughs> sorry, it's just a uh, funny, uh, shit. Uh, what's the movie uh, called? Um, Last Action Hero? Yeah. Where it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger is Hamlet. Yeah. I would so, I would pay to see that movie to this day. I, I would, that would be the best. I would love to see him as Hamlet. So he says to be or not to be, and he goes not to be, and he just shoots a guy. <laughs> All right. A crazy man wielding an... Oh, actually, hold on. I'm not going to read that one. That one might be a little too... uh... Okay. An old man is shown naked, handcuffed to his wife's ankle, but due to the camera angle, no explicit nudity is seen. Hmm. Handcuffed to his wife's ankle? Oh. Gerald's Game? What's that? Gerald's Game? No. All right. The main female character throws herself at the main male character twice, kissing only. Huh. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Okay. Several zombie-like children are shown with blood on their mouths. Zombie-like children with blood on their mouths. Village of the Damned? No. A man shoots himself in the head, off-screen. Children of the Corn. No. Okay. A woman crawls toward a man with her body twisted. As she twists her back, you hear the snapping of bones, and she laughs in a creepy way. Huh. Hmm. Return of the Living Dead? No. Okay. A crazy man wielding an axe is about to kill a man, but is stopped by two policemen who shoot him dead. Crazy man wielding an axe. Um, Friday the 13th, part 5. No. Okay. No, no, it's none of the Friday the 13th. All right. Yeah, I can't remember any w- children of that. A woman touches a man's head. The appearance of the man's front is normal, but as the camera pans over, we see the lack of his body, which is a... The back of his body, which is a horrid monster-slash-demon merged to him. Oh... I don't know, but I kind of know. Oh, this sounds so familiar.
Total Recall? No. I don't know why this sounds so familiar to me. I think this one should give it away. A few people go insane after reading a horror book. Their eyes drip blood and their behavior is extremely violent. The radio speaks about the recent outbreak of violence due to such people. At the end of the movie, there are very few people who are still normal. Most of humanity has become mad killers. So, for those of you that don't know, part of John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, or whatever it was called, uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Correct. Sam Sam Neill's own. I like you know I like that movie. I think yeah, I know you and I both really like it, but I don't remember it very. I, like I don't remember many of these details. Like the axing was a really good giveaway to me, but the rest yeah. weren't especially. Yeah, I remember the the guy with the axe because that's the the um, his agent. Right. Yeah, I remember that part now. Yeah, that's a it's a very obviously very Hitchcock or Lovecraftian type theme to it, but I really like that movie. It's I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think you and I are both like into our teens, so I, mean, I imagine it would you know hold up pretty well at least you know. Cause, I mean, it's not like you know we were like you know five or six where it was like the greatest thing ever, and then now when you're older, it's like you know completely ridiculous. Yeah, I watched it somewhat recently, probably about a year ago or so, and it it really does like it holds. I think I like it better now than I did before. Yeah, I like that it's like, a, you know, at its core, it's really a psychological thriller, which is really just like kind of disturbing because it does raise this theme of, you know, especially like a, with people nowadays, like concerned about like simulation theory and that sort of thing. It's like, you know, how would you know if you were a character in a book? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's the whole thing is very like, like you said, obviously, it's it leans heavily on uh, Lovecrafty and stuff. But um, but the yeah, the whole movie, there's a lot of attention to detail in that movie that I didn't really I noticed before, and I just, you know, it's it's Carpenter, you know, at, at, at his best, I think. And obviously, yeah. I think The Thing, this book, and then there's one more. I know my wife and a lot of people love Big Trouble in Little China. I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of it. I'm, that's probably, is that what you're talking about? No. I know, I know a lot of people like it. It's just not for me. No, I like that movie a lot, too, but that's not the other. The, the, the Thing is the first one the in the Mouth of Madness, and then there's one that came out after In the Mouth of Madness. It's something to do with the devil or like yeah. warlock is something in the title. Or, yeah. something, or maybe something about evil. I know it's like it's like uh, they have like Satan and like Jim or something weird like that. I've never seen it, but yep. I've read about it. Yeah. It, it's and like in on all those movies basically it's like extinction level events is, is like what ties them together. It's not like the same world or anything like that, but it's just these are like the all the movies that he made where these are ways that the world could, you know, end, basically. Sure. But yeah, so on to our main topic today. Uh, this week, I watched the new, the new TV show on Netflix called Living With Yourself, uh, starring Paul Rudd. Real quick, too, I wanted to, so I'm only, I'm only four episodes into it. Now that... It's only eight episodes long, and they're they're half an hour each, which is nice. I like the the length of it. Uh, but uh, real quick, I wanted to mention. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Mike, as well. But I watched Paul Rudd on Hot Ones. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I like Paul Rudd in general. Um, I don't like every movie he's in. Uh, there, you know, there's there's lots of movies that lots of movies or TV shows that he's in that I don't necessarily care for. But I like him a lot as like he comes off real genuine and nice in in interviews that I've seen him in. And I think for the most part, he is a skilled actor and I think just generally, you know, a a decently funny guy. Um, Yeah, I don't really have any strong feelings toward him either way. I mean, he seems fine. I mean, he was on the... um... The David Tell slash Jeffrey Roth show. What was that called? I don't remember what it was called again. Oh, bumping mics, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was on that, and he was like, you know, he was like, just showed up there, and he was like, you know, had a bit. He was, he was, he seemed fun on there, you know. I mean, like you, I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of his movies. Um, like I saw the movie Clueless. He was in years and years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think he was an Anchorman, which I, which I saw. Yep, he was. And I think he, I think he, I've seen a lot of the Judd Apatow movies, and I think he's in a lot of those. So yeah, I have seen him, but he's, I mean, he's, he's fine, you know, whatever. Yeah, and, and 
So I'm I'm not going to go to the movies just to see a Paul Rudd movie. That's that's basically where I'm at with that. But if if it was on Netflix for free, I might be... uh, Well, that's a lie because you mentioned what you're going to watch and I had no interest in watching it. (laughs) But I... uh, You know, it's funny. One of the things I like about him is he, he, he... he, somehow he got Conan to agree to do this. I don't know how he got him to agree to do it, but I, although I guess Conan probably thought it was funny at the time, and then just they just kept going on with it. But he agreed that whatever movie he was promoting, uh, instead of showing a clip from that movie, he showed a clip from the uh, the nineteen eighties horrible ET ripoff Mac and Me. Yeah, did, didn't we watch? Um, oh no, I'm sorry. That was that, I thought you and I watched that. Like there was an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 that had it, but I think that was my friend Matt and I. So, okay. yeah, it wasn't for this. No, no, something we could watch for this, though, I guess. Yeah, but that's like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not a good movie either. It's funny. My my oldest daughter uh, got it as like a I think like a gag gift or something. She wanted it for her birthday last month. And her and her, her and her friend, uh, they they watched it and like made fun of it and laughed and everything. And she wanted all of us to watch it so she could do the same thing. And I said, "Oh my God, you remind me so much of me." Because at, at this exact age that she is fourteen, uh, my friend Colin and I we used to do that. We used to go and rent terrible movies and watch it and make fun of them. Yeah, like like I I, like I, I don't understand how you can tolerate that. Like some movies are just so bad that I I just can't watch them. They're so yeah. terrible. It's a special gene of uh, that only we carry, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And but, Eric Stoner, but he, he doesn't realize they're bad is the mm-hmm, issue with him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I liked him a lot on Hot Ones. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, not Eric Stoner. Yeah, um, yeah. Eric Soder has not been on there. He's still trying to figure out the whole bluegrass thing. Exactly. But no, I liked I liked Paul right on there. I thought he was a really good guest. Uh, I thought it was interesting how he said, you know, when you do interviews, he's like, you kind of get you you sort of figure out what you're going to say because you get asked the same questions all the time and everything. And he's like, he said, you know, people will ask me how I got started into comedy. And he said, I, I used to love Steve Martin's old records, and I would listen to them. And that's kind of how I, I started to get in comedy. And he goes, is that true? I, I, maybe. He's like, sometimes I, think, sometimes I think to myself, did that really happen? Or is it just something that I've been saying like so often for so many years that it feels true, but it didn't really happen? Yeah, that's weird. And it's it's interesting, you know, like it's an interesting uh, perspective, I guess, on it. But he and he he also refused to plug anything. Basically, he was he was like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, obviously, he was there because people would probably look him up and be like, oh, he's in this. What's it called? In alone with myself or something? Uh, dancing with myself. No, it's it's living with yourself. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously he was doing he was doing uh, press for that. But I do love how he's just like, I don't really care. You know, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good episode. I mean, how they had really good guests, like really like big names this season. But I don't know. None of the interviews are especially like amazing so far. I mean, no. they're okay. I mean, maybe I just I think I just watched so many episodes of Hot Ones. It's just like kind of like normal to me. Like, oh yeah, it's. I mean, the Shaq one last uh, season was really great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as far as like ones I can really point out, like uh, I like when they have like a really like arrogant kind of like athlete on there. Like uh, Joel Embiid was on there. Do you like? You know, kept saying, oh, this isn't hot at all, but he gets, like, tears just, like, pouring out of his face at certain points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because he was saying, like, oh, yeah, this is nothing. I'm from Africa. He's from, like, Cameroon, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's funny, too, because, like, he told all, like, his teammates that, like, his parents were, like, you know, tribesmen and that sort of thing, but they were, like, a, like they were both lawyers or, like, a doctor and a lawyer. Or something <laughs> like that. That's hilarious. Yeah, I like him. He's funny. Oh, Oh my god! But yeah, the show. Uh, I watched the first episode with my wife, and we both kind of had the same, same reaction. We were like, "Eh," you know, like I guess kind of like how you feel about Paul Rudd, where it was like, "This is not offensive. I didn't hate it, but do I love it? Like, not really." Um, Carol didn't really necessarily want to watch anymore. I uh, I watched the next three episodes, basically. 
I kind of forced myself to like to keep watching it in preparation for this. And, you know, around halfway through maybe episode two or so, and then it's definitely at the beginning of episode three, I started to, I started to kind of get into the storyline. I think part of the problem is, is it wasn't what I expected it to be. So they're half, like I said, it's half an hour. So it's a real, it's a, it's an easy watch because, you know, it's only a half an hour long and there's only eight episodes. So it's, you know, it's four hours of your time. It's a real easy to binge show. If you're going in expecting, cause you see Paul Rudd and you're like, oh, it's going to be like a wacky comedy or it's going to be, it's not, it's not a comedy at all. It, it, it is in no way a comedy. There are some funny things that happen and there are, there are funny lines, but it's not a comedy in, in any way. The, probably the goofiest thing that happens is, I, I, so I'll tell you the plot real quick, Mike, or the setup of it. Uh, this guy, Paul Rudd, is kind of a loser. It's clear, as we go on in the show, it's clear that he used to be this like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, I'm going to take on the world type of guy. But now he's a loser, and life has completely beaten him down. You know, he's like 45, and he's like, I'm done with everything. And so he's like, he's failing at work, he's failing in his marriage, all this stuff. Well, this one guy that was like this loser before at his work, all of a sudden is a superstar there. And he says to him, what, why, how, how did this happen? And he said, I went to a spa that completely changed my outlook on everything. And I'm going to recommend you because one, I'm not worried about the competition from you, like arrogantly. And two, I get a a 10% referral fee. So, you know, he calls up the number. The guy says it's $10,000 or $50,000, $50,000 to go to this spa, but it will completely change your life. Now, here's the point. Now, obviously, it's it's a fantastical show. But that's the point when I was like, well, I don't know if I believe this. Because, <laughs> you know, the guy had, like, just coincidentally, almost $50,000 in his bank account. He had, like, 49900 and something in his bank account. So my thought process was, okay, that's his entire life savings, that's a high bar. I'd really have to believe that this was going to completely change my life and be worth it to go through with this. And they don't, I mean, I guess as we go on, it maybe becomes a little more clear why he's willing to take this chance, but they don't set up at the beginning that he's this desperate to do it. So it's like, if it was, you know, if it was like a thousand dollars or something like that, that I could see, but you know, the more money it is, the higher the bar is for entry. And the more you like, the more hoops you'd have to jump through to, you know, the, like the more desperate you'd need to be to want to, to want to go through with it. So I I just didn't think they did a great job of selling it, but I kind of got over it because you know, it is a show. So he goes in, they, there's two uh, Korean men there and they, they say, okay, you know, we're going to do the spa treatment. They put him in a diaper, all this stuff. And they sedate him and knock him out. And then he's supposed to wake up and and be be fine. I think it's funny, too. It's in a strip mall. I think it's funny that he just goes to a strip mall and, and has someone sedate him, and he's okay with that. Just completely knock him out. Just strangers right. that he just gave $50,000 to. But he wakes up. Uh, the next day in wrapped in plastic, <laughs> buried in a hole. So he, he breaks out of that. He, he runs back to his house. It's miles and miles away, but he finally gets to his house only to discover that he is there. And what ends, what, what ends up being the case is um, they're cloning people. So what they do is somebody comes in, they clone them. Uh, they take their DNA and they clone them. But they, I guess they manipulate their DNA somehow or, or whatever to to make them better. 
you know, they make them like they make them a little bit healthier. They it's like it's genetic, like it's uh, gene therapy, like the or, CRISPR kind of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what they're doing, and then they kill the original. <laughs> they they uh, they say that originally what they did was they would um, basically chop them up, like like chop them up and burn them. But the machine wasn't working to do that, or hasn't been working for a couple months. So they've been forced to gas them and and bury them in, in those graves in, in the woods. And the, I guess the gas didn't take effect. He's the first one to live through the thing. So they're all they're upset that he's there. Obviously, they offer them a ten percent refund, but not a full refund. And that's kind of the that's the the setup of the show is, you know, Paul Rudd's been cloned. This cloned version of him is better in every way than he is. And one of the things that's kind of interesting about the show is, so uh, the show, the first episode goes through his point of view and then they, they meet up, they figure out what's going on and they do things together. And then they kind of go their separate ways again at, at one point. Episode two picks up from, the clone and everything from his point of view when he wasn't with Paul Rudd and then they come together and then, you know, all the stuff happens again. And each episode does that. It alternates whose point of view it's looking at, which is kind of, kind of interesting because it allows you to sympathize with both uh, characters because they do seem sort of like two, two separate characters. Um, I would say if, you know, it's pretty interesting it's not one of those shows that you're going to, like, fall in love with, I don't think. But it's it's pretty interesting, and I think it's worth a watch for most people out there. I mean, I, I'd, give it a, I'd give it a very soft recommend. Uh, give it a couple episodes, and if you don't like it after the first couple, I mean, then you're probably, or if you're not interested in continuing watching, you're probably not going to watch it. But look, what I was going to say is the goofiest thing that happens and the most comedic thing, everything else is... Is well, not everything else, but most most everything else is fairly serious. But the, the first time he's going to go in there when he's actually getting cloned, he doesn't know he's getting cloned. But uh, he he looks in and the door opens and Tom Brady walks out. <laughs> and what? he, he kind of looks at him and he's like, he, he looks at Tom Brady, looks at him, and he goes first time, and he says. He says, oh, my gosh, you, you come here? Is, is it your first time? And he goes, no, sixth. And then uh, and then drives off because, <laughs> you know, the joke being he's won six Super Bowls, so he's... Uh, right. But anyway, that's funny. So they, so they murder him after each Super Bowl and make a new Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. So the Tom like this, Brady... That, like the movie, have you ever seen the movie The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's very similar. Um... But yeah, so the the Tom Brady that uh, that was part of Deflate Gate doesn't exist anymore. He was murdered. So I guess that is a uh, fair enough punishment. Yeah, the uh, and they transfer their memory too. No explanation how they do that. They just say it's a, a straight memory transfer, <laughs> which clearly I don't. I mean, obviously this whole thing's ridiculous. Although I, we're getting closer to being able to clone human beings. I mean, they, they might be able to right now. Not, I don't think to a point where you clone someone and they're instantly the same age and everything. I think they'd have to start as a baby. Yeah, I don't, probably. But unless you can have like kind of blanks and then you can like, just like insert the like stem cell slash genetic, like, you know, programming at a certain point. Yeah, that's possible. I suppose. But, you know, I don't know how close they are actually to that. I know they're getting closer. But I have no idea how you take someone's entire memory and transfer it to to another person or another entity, to a clone. Because I, I, I guess if the brain is really a physical construct where we get all our thoughts from, if you get perfectly replicated, then it would technically have the same thoughts if thoughts, in fact, are, you know... Like, you know, they say if you learn something, it creates a wrinkle in your brain or whatever. Yeah. And if our thoughts also affect and change our brain, then I guess it's possible, but it just seems very odd. Yeah. And I don't know how they get the, like, the, if there's, like, coding, like, genetic coding or information. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, 
well-versed enough to know how it works, so... I'm going to guess that the people who made the show don't either, so let's not think too hard on it. Yeah, I, I, they really do kind of gloss over it. I don't think it's supposed to be something that you're supposed to to really think that hardly about. Or hard yeah, about. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with there being like a completely different dimension, you know, or like, you know, alternate reality where like mm-hmm. magic exists and that kind of stuff. But I just hate that if you create a world such as that and then break your own rules, that's what really bothers me. So, yeah. I mean, if they just kind of gloss over it, like say like, oh, here's a cloning device. That's, that's fine for me as far as my, you know, tastes of your. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, that's what I, and I've, I've said that many times. That's what I, that's well, the only thing I care about it is in, is internal consistency. So that's like, exactly. like in the movie back to the future or something like that, you know, they're, they're like, or any time travel movie, honestly, you could pick apart any time travel movie, but as long as you establish what the rules are and then you adhere to the rules in your universe, I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's a perfect example because, like, a movie with like, uh, like, like Back to the Future. I've never once really contemplated how the flux capacitor makes you able to go back in time. Mm-hmm. It, it never really. I mean, you put plutonium in it and you could go back in time. Whatever, that's fine for me. But like a movie like Primer, which is like a a movie about time travel, and it's like it has this like it's it's known for being like one of the most like realistic time travel movies out there. I mean, like if they really flubbed like the logic or consistency in that, it would really bother me because that's the entire premise of the movie is time travel. If you yep. mess up a movie that's all about because Back Feature is not really about time travel. It's just like a an element to get you back, you know, oh look, I'm I'm in the fifties. You know, like we discussed mm-hmm. before, there's like a craze for the fifties and the eighties for some, for yeah. some reason we we don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was what I watched the Hot Ones episode, and the first four episodes of of living with yourself. What what did you watch? Anything, Mike? Anything in particular? Um, I, I've been watching uh, the new episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and also the new episodes of a South Park. Um, the South Park episodes, they're okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the show is terrible, but I mean, it's not really. I don't like ever go back and rewatch. I mean, every every so often they'll they'll have an episode that just like nails it. You know, like mm-hmm. a hilarious episode. But I mean, in general, it's just like yeah, whatever. You know, I, I just want to see what they have to say about current events. Really, is why I watch it. Gotcha. Um, and then always sunny in Philadelphia. The, the episode this week was uh, Frank like was like choking to death, and nobody like in the gang like went to save him. But then like the this waiter who's like a recurring character did. And then, like, it was a bunch of playing off that, like, you know, why didn't they save them? And it kind of revealed... It, it was a fun episode. It was pretty good. But, yeah, that's all I really watched. I, I watched, uh, you know, a lot of what I watched was, you know, for our next uh, two uh, segments. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, me too. I was playing a lot of Fortnite, too. That's the issue. Because the new uh, Season 2 came out, or whatever it's called. Not Season 2, but, like, 2.0, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I've never played it. Yeah, I, I like it, which, I mean, usually I get bored of, like, games like that pretty quick, but this one, I'm still, I'm, I still enjoy it. That's cool. And uh, my youngest uh, daughter, after playing it for almost a whole year, finally got her first kill, so that was a big moment for her. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, she's, oh my god, watching watching her play the game is the most infuriating thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> It's basically her, like, looking up at the sky and then, like, kind of, like, slowly, like, you know... Because we, when we play, it's like if your character gets killed, like, you know, you switch to the next person. Uh-huh. And so, like, she'll just, like, she'll just wander around and, like, chop down trees and, like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do this? And it's, like, the same way last time. And she doesn't get any weapons, so it's, like, the way the game works is when you get killed, you respawn. So I'll be, like, halfway through the game and, like, I'll buy everybody else and I just have no weapons suddenly. It's like, oh, okay, this is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, not really. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's pretty much what I uh, did viewing wise this week. Back to you. All right. Yeah, my my son, uh, he 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 likes Fortnite and he he plays it, uh, but I I have yet to play it with him. Uh, but got you. And my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, will play it with him sometimes, as well, which is is funny, because she she's sort of the same way I think, where she's not right. exactly sure what's going on. I, I do, exactly. before we end, I guess, I, I, there are two things coming up. One comes out on Friday, the other one starts tomorrow, that I kind of want to watch. It, well, I'm definitely going to watch them. I don't know if you'd have any interest in watching them or not, but, uh, you know, if you do, we could talk about them on here. The first one is uh, the Dolomite movie with with Eddie Murphy is coming to Netflix on Friday. 
Ah, I was going to say no until you said Eddie Murphy. That might be interesting. Yeah, I I heard, like, the, it's not, it's not Dolomite. It's not like a remake of Dolomite. It's about, um, oh, I can't, uh, Richard, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. Richard Pryor? No, 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 the, the guy that, that created Dolomite. Oh, Ru- Rudy, was it Rudy Ray something? Yes, yes, Rudy Ray. Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, Rudy Ray Moore. So it's about Rudy Ray Moore's life, and, and Eddie Murphy plays Rudy Ray Moore. It's just called, I think it's just called Dolomite. Uh, but it's coming to Netflix on Friday. And I'm really interested because everything I've heard about Rudy Ray Moore's life is uh, like sort of crazy. Like he's kind of, he's kind of a nut, like not in a mean or, or bad way or anything like that. Just like a very eccentric person. And I'm interested to see Eddie Murphy kind of back, you know, in. Yeah, I kind of feel that he's, he's, he's back to making good movies now. Cause he's doing coming to America too, which I would assume since he's so like, I think a lot of his, you know, like um, hesitance to go back on the road doing stand-up is that he doesn't want to be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Coming to America, in my opinion, is probably his best movie. I mean, it's my favorite. That doesn't mean it's the best. But I mean, it's a really good movie with him. I mean, I don't think he would... I would think at least he's not the type of person who would try and tarnish its legacy by like, you know, just like... I mean, you know, Dr. Doolittle, like that was just a movie he got paid to do, you know. It's not like it's something he's really super, you know, involved with, I would exactly. think, from like a writing perspective. Yep. And then I keep here. I mean, there's keeps being there. There keeps being, which you know is grammatically correct, of course. Yeah. I keep hearing rumors that like he's going to be doing like a stand-up special for Netflix. So, I mean, this is also on Netflix. So maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe this is him coming back, and that would be quite the coup if uh, Netflix gets a you know top of his game Eddie Murphy in a new movie and also a uh, you know a new stand-up special. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to see a Netflix stand-up special from from Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Netflix. I don't know if you heard. This is another probably going on the news part. Was uh, they they they're trying to raise two billion more in funding. Yeah. Because you know they just have to produce so much content. Now we have all these other like you know competitive stations going. You know, basically, all stealing what they're doing and you know trying to make it their own. Yeah. So you know, it's just kind of like crazy. I, I can only imagine what we're going to see in the next few years as you know they really battle it out. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. We're going to get like uh, $5 Netflix, but there will be commercials, you know, and then Disney will be like, oh, $3 this month, you know, we'll, we'll probably something crazy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then, but like I've said, I think, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or not, but I've said it on other podcasts. If you... Other podcasts? <laughs> yeah. Well, the... Uh, what? The podcast. <laughs> The podcast I do with Carol, and then, you know, if I, I think I, a couple other podcasts I might have guested on, I might have said something, I'm not sure. But if you are a writer in any capacity, or, or if you want to get into writing uh, screenplays or, or anything like that, uh, teleplays, uh, do it now. You know, this is your time. This is your time period to write that TV show or write that movie because all these places, Netflix and Hulu and the Peacock and CBS All Access and uh, HBO Max and Disney Plus, all of them are are hungry for content. They need original content. They need so much original content to fill up, uh, you know, all the different uh, yeah. their, their different needs. So if you do any of that stuff, they're, they're just know. throwing stuff at a dartboard, mind you. There's the majority of shows on all these networks are terrible. Yep. There's tons of bad shows on these. I mean, you could just try, just try. Yep. Yeah, you'll sell something. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, you will. Uh, just a quick poll, quick poll to the uh, studio audience. How do you feel about Mark's betrayal back there? Yeah, I kind of felt like that too. Oh, I'm sad. Uh, sorry, guys. I think that was the you being sad, not the you being forgiven. By the way. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, then the other thing, the other thing that I want to watch, uh, is the season two of Castle Rock comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I saw that was coming out. Um, I know you watched it. I didn't really watch it. I don't know how if it's not. I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be strictly like by the Stephen King books. You know, I'm sure it's a lot of like 
you know, playing around with like, you know, the tropes and archetypes from his stuff. Like, oh, here's, you know, that Frank Dodd guy. And, you know, it won't make any sense to me as a fan of his work. So I don't, I, I know you're a much bigger fan than I am. But to me, I, that, that would probably bother me more than anything else. What, watching it? Yeah, the fact that it's, I'm sure it's not like, you know, in the exact order or, you know, way that it's presented in the book. Well, they're, they're original, they're original um, stories. So, like... Oh, okay, I thought it was like, I thought, because I thought like Frank Dodd was in it for some reason. I don't think so, no. Okay. So there... I mean, did you like the first season? Yeah, the first season was really good. I, I liked the first season quite a bit, actually. It they basically it takes place in Castle Rock, like all you know the the show takes place in Castle Rob Rock. Reiner's film company. <laughs> but it it takes place at Castle Rock from Lord of the Flies. Um, no, uh, it takes place in the town of Castle Rock, but they're all original stories, and it's an anthology show. So the first oh, season okay. was like, I might watch it. Yeah, the first season was one um, self-contained story, and this season is going to be another original self-contained story uh, that just takes place in Castle Rock. Um, they, now, this one on Hulu, they do it differently. You can't binge it. They, they release one episode a week, like the, like the olden days. So yeah, that's, I, hate, I hate when they do that. Just let me watch it all at once. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I'm looking at the future, Hulu. Go back to your fucking uh, wires and cords. <laughs> oh, yeah, your coaxial cables and your uh, your cathoid ray tubes. Get out of here. Your commercials are bad enough. Yeah. But uh, but that's... So I, I'm, I'm interested in watching both those things. So whatever whatever of that you want to watch, you can watch. Yeah, I, I might watch Castle Rock. Um, I tried watching uh, The Watchmen yesterday, um, oh, yeah. uh, but I think I was so angry while I was watching it about the fact that it existed that I didn't really pay any attention. I was just very mad at the whole show. Uh-huh. Like, I was, like, like just seething with rage that they wouldn't even create it. Like, the whole time, I was just thinking about how, how mad it made me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even try to watch it. Yeah, I read a review that said it was pretty good, but uh, the review was uh, completely stupid because it said, unlike the original Watchmen, here's Easter egg. This one has Easter eggs. The entire fucking premise of the whole thing was that it, there were Easter eggs everywhere. The yeah. first, I mean, ah, yeah. that's Alan Moore's principal complaint that you shouldn't turn it into a movie is because you get to see so many small nuances in the comic that you don't get to see if you're just being ripped along the visual images. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh. Well, anyway, that is our I'm episode. Su- I'm Suter Kane, and uh, this has been Massive Leafy. <laughs> and I am bleeding from my eyes right now. Amongst other places. Oh, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, my sound effect thing died. Aw. <laughs> That's not a very nice audience. Boo. All right. Anyway, that is our episode for the week. Uh, join us next week. Tell some friends about Massive Late Fee and, I don't know, do all the shit that you're supposed to do. I don't... I, why? Why do you make me do this every well, week? Watch a horror movie. It, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's October. Go watch a horror movie. Read the book The Poet by Michael Connolly. Do something scary. Exactly. Do that. And then have fun. Well, we'll talk to you again before... Will we? I guess the next one comes Yes. Out. The next one will come out on uh, Devil's Night. Oh, is it Devil's Night? Oh, no, no, you're right. It comes out on Halloween. It'll come out on Halloween. Yeah, so we should definitely watch some Halloween themes. I, I don't know if you've noticed, my uh, my parents' guide ones for this month have all been like horror movie related. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so. Yeah, we'll watch maybe, some. Maybe I'll watch some. We'll watch Castle Rock. I'll watch it too. Yeah, Castle Rock is definitely spooky. I'm, I'll, if you want to watch. And, that, and, the, and the John Carpenter movie was called Prince of Darkness. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I just remembered. If you want to watch any other spooky stuff, we'll talk about it off air, and then we can figure it out. Yeah, watch Spooky Buddies. B-Dog, represent. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you later.